Welcome everyone to Monday Motivations with that motivational guy, Tony Canavero. Hey, that's me. Every Monday I'm bringing you motivation, mindset, training, book reviews, powerful guests, and sometimes some randomness from my entirely too many hobbies. Uh, for show notes, head on over to thatmotivationalguy.com slash podcast. There might even be some free gifts around there if you look around. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and make sure you get your regular Monday dose of motivation. Now, let's do this. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to That Motivational Guy podcast. I'm super excited to have a guest with me today who brings a very international experience to uh, our listeners, to you folks. Uh, I have with me today Ilyana Pavlova. Pa- Pavlova, did I say that correctly? I yes, said it right? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, and uh, she it brings with her uh, a, a large international base of experiences, traveled extensively around the world. Uh, she, in her original country, country of origin of Bulgaria, was a manager of one of the largest uh, event planning and rental companies there. Uh, graduated a master's degree at a ridiculously young age. I'm a little jealous about that. Well done. Um, but has been in the United States for a little while now and left her home country of Bulgaria to come to the U.S. to kind of pursue the prototypical American dream and bring her message of clarity and personal development and empowerment uh, to more people. So Ilyana, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Tony, for having me here and all the kind words you just mentioned. Oh, I'm so excited to have you. So if any of my listeners are Bulgarian, would you okay. please say hello and welcome them to the show in your native language? Absolutely. Здравейте всички. Много се радвам, че сте тук с мен. I just said uh, thank you very much for being here with me. Hello. <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. Um, I love hearing other languages because it's it uh, you know being a Canadian born and raised you know I I speak one language and that's it and even then I don't speak it very well so I always love when I speak to Europeans. There's so many languages that people speak because their countries are so close together. I think that's something that we need more of in North America is being able to speak more language. So how long have you been in the U.S.? When did you come? So my first time was here 2010, like 10 years ago already. Wow. Uh, I was here as a student for a couple of years and then 2015 officially live here full time. Wonderful, wonderful. And so tell me more about that journey um, you know, the decision that you made to move uh, from your country of Bulgaria to the United States, what what went into making that decision for you? So this is a very interesting question. Many people are asking me all the time. Uh, but this just gave me an idea that you're not very familiar with the situation in Bulgaria. Um, Bulgaria is a very small country. Is uh, the most uh, east country in Europe. So we are the last country uh, on the continent, which is great because we have a lot of traffic going on. But in time, we are a very tiny country. So not many opportunities for sure. Um, I can say it like we are like a five close to six millions now. And we are getting a smaller number of population because everybody's running out of the country to pursue dreams to pursue happiness and better um, better life just because the life over there especially 2010 when i left for the first time it was kind of very difficult mm. we went through a, a big i wouldn't say depression but it could be like very big depression for other people because i was very young by that time in the 90s and before 2010 we were really still in transition to go to um, capitalism and uh, to make our life up so bulgaria is a beautiful place but at the same time um, the lifestyle is it's not the best you can have so when i came here for Amer- in america for the first time i was absolutely amazed <laughs> and mm-hmm. the funny part is that i was in iowa so <laughs> people were like what did you do there i was like oh, who knows like enjoy the weather and it was it was great actually oh that's awesome. so i came it, it was very interesting experience i had three tornadoes in the first week and oh, wow. uh my mom freaked out and she was like come back i was like no 
I love it. It's great. It's so pretty. Like I'm staying. And uh, then I came again 2011 and I visited Maine, New York, um, Florida and Massachusetts and felt in love with Boston. And I was like, okay, I'm coming back for sure. And this is where I get to know way more American culture, American traditions, uh, cuisine, people, um, habits, manners, way of having fun, educational system, all of this. And I absolutely felt in love with it because mm -hmm. people here are so much warm and welcome, supportive, open, I would say, than Europe. Now, 10 years later, of course, we transition, we, <laughs> we Americanize over there, so we mm -hmm. become warmer and uh, we're more supportive. Uh, but uh, the 2011 was like, I love it. So I made it here 2004 full time. Uh, 2015 uh, full-time and uh, ever since like I'm like oh my god that's that's amazing so many opportunities here and new things to learn I love it so I want to just explore a little bit more deeply about you know kind of let's talk about that that's the good stuff let's talk about the challenges a little bit because I think uh, a lot of the people that are listening to my podcast and you're listening if the, you listen to my podcast more than once you're somebody who's trying to make some changes happen in your life whether that's in business or personal or finances or health and it's I think people tend to focus on how wonderful things are which is important but we need to help teach people how to deal with the mental challenges, the mindset challenges that happen um, whenever you're going to make a big change, because there's always things that come up when you make a big change. What was the hardest part um, of making that transition from the, you know, the Bul Bulgarian culture to the American culture? Okay, let's go a little bit behind so you understand a little bit more. 2000, I think it was nine the year or, or eight or the year before I came here for the first time, I went to uh, TOEFL and I mm. failed. I, I, I couldn't pass it. And that was a big breakthrough in my heart. Like it was like a huge break. I was like, oh my God, I've been, I've been practicing. I've been learning English for so many years already. And I failed and I felt so bad. And, um, the first time when I end up in America, I have this limited belief that I cannot speak English. I cannot make it here. I cannot live here because English is just not for me. Like I don't mm. deserve to speak language. I'm not good enough to speak it. And um, 2010, I was working with a lot of Bulgarians by, by chance. And uh, I barely understand my managers. And I had more than 10 years background speaking practice english in bulgaria so overcoming this limited belief was one of the biggest transformation in my life which showed me that i can be everybody who i want like everybody i, I don't it. have to limit myself so, so, so that was the first thing so i'm i'm just gonna ask sorry to interrupt but i want i want to talk about that because you you really hit on something that i think is really key we all have these limiting beliefs in our head. Mm -hmm. Some of them are from us, but most of them are from other people. So when you That's found right. that, that you were having that problem, breaking through that limiting belief, what did you do? What was the process of you? How did you break out of that limiting belief? I think my passion to travel all over the world was the biggest thing which supported me break it through because I, I've been very fortunate to have a loving, supporting family who raised me with the belief that I'm capable to have everything I want, uh, who support me all the time, even if it was challenging for them. Because um, to be honest, um, past numbers, like a ticket to come to America is like around $1,500. Uh, average salary in Bulgaria is six hundred dollars, and right. that's now, not right. ten years ago. So imagine how difficult it was for my family to support my dream to even visit. And you know, the first year here, like it's so difficult to save some money, so you return home and all of this. So my family was very supportive, and they were telling me, "You can do everything you can." But uh, th that was fortunate. That was amazing. And then it's come, you're coming and you're your little monster who is putting new limited beliefs. Mm -hmm. When the society and my family support me all the way through, so I was fortunate to have this growing up, 
Some people don't have it. So they have society and family give them the limited beliefs. Mm -hmm. And then they stack on them more limited beliefs and more limited beliefs, which actually doesn't serve them. They're not useful for them. And um, that's why I really enjoy working on myself and my mindset because my, my motto is like, we all can live limitless. And this is only when you're open to break these limited beliefs. Wonderful. So I'm going to ask you, um, give me, if you were talking to somebody right now, let's say, let's just, let's just, I'm just making this up on the fly here. So let's say that you're talking to somebody from another country who wants to come to America right now, who feels the same way you did, who feels that, uh, you know, there's too many barriers. The language is a challenge. I'm not going to, it's going to be hard. What, give me three tips that you would give them to help them overcome that? What three things would you tell them? First of all, I'm going to tell them that this is amazing place where they can do everything I want and be whoever they want. So if you want to grow in your life and have this amazing lifestyle, you definitely need to visit. So that's going to trigger them to look for it and to ask for it. The second thing I'm going to tell them that people here are so open They want to help you. And even if you struggle with anything, it could be limited belief, financial um, need, or even they will help you. You don't need to worry about this. People are so open and warm here. And the third thing is like, you need to believe in yourself to do everything because opportunities are on every corner. So don't hesitate to turn your spot, go out and find them and you live way more happier than before. And that's what I realized when I came here. I was like, you can do everything. Cause I walked through a lot of challenges until even today. And uh, they teach me to be more confident. They teach me that I'm capable of doing many things. They teach me that if I ask for something out loud, I will receive it. It might be not today. It might be not tomorrow, but I will receive it eventually. I love it. That's so smart and so wise. I hope that my listeners back the podcast up and listen to that. Um, challenges are teachers was essentially the last statement. And and too many people today run away from challenges. They they're they are we are conditioned, I think, as a society, at least in North America, that failure is bad. And so you don't want to face your challenges because you might fail at them but the challenge and the failure is where the learning comes. So that was really powerful stuff. I hope that the listeners really got that. Um, so you've been in, uh, I want to just move down that road a little bit more. You've been in the United States now for some time. You're working away. Um, you know, you're working on, on your practices and different things. And now your main focus is helping uh, businesses get more clarity. Tell me a little bit more about that. Because that's, I think, one of the biggest things everyone goes through when they want to start a business is we need clarity. And if you, if you, those of you that are listening in podcast land, you're I, doing air quotes because people talk about clarity all the time and how they need it. So how did you get to that place where you're helping people become more clear? I think that everything starts with my transformation. Everything starts with you at some point, and then you develop to be able to help somebody else. So when I came in America, I had limited belief that I'm not American. I don't have education of American. I don't have the skills of American. And everything you can pile on this uh, top. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking I can be only a server, and eventually I can probably work in the management. And I've been working in one of the biggest um, hotel ranges and um, I absolutely love it. Meet so many incredible, successful people. And this just brought me to the realization that I can do more because everybody was telling me that you're so sweet and your accent is going to just put you so much. You have this charisma in person. I would like to use it. And then I started dreaming. And I didn't know what I want, but I was very clear that I do want work from home, so from my laptop, because I love to travel, so I want to work all over the world. I don't want to be limited. And also I want to be my own boss, so schedule my day. Mm -hmm. And that was the two really things which drove me to find my dream job. And I've been trying a lot of things. 
and I didn't know what's going on. And at one point I realized that without clarity and setting goals, exactly what you want, but not the typical goals, like the smart goals, like make it uh, simple, make it um, accurate, uh, timeline, all of these, like, I don't believe in this. You use this for short-term goals only. You need to set a goal for your life. So you need to see the big picture, how you would like your life to be. Um, and my life is being close to my family at the same time, enjoy life in America, being able to travel all over the world, meanwhile as well, and support people on their journey and help them get clear what they want. So when I set this big goal, things change drastically. Then when you have the big vision, you can nail down and reverse engineer to the small goals where you can use the smart points mm-hmm. uh, and you get clear what steps you need to take. And uh, this just transformed my life completely. And that's how I get into the clarity. Without clarity and without structuring your life the way you want, you cannot show the universe, the God, and what you really want, what you're here for, so they cannot provide it for you. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so that part of that process, and, and I love that whole teaching, because that's, that's a lot of what we believe in what we teach as well. So that was right on point. What's the when it comes to that, though, so now you're talking about uh, the difference between smart goals and big life goals and things like that. What do you think? Uh, let me just ask this, what, what would you say are three myths? that people have when it comes to setting goals? What are the three biggest misconceptions that people have when it comes to setting goals? So the first thing, it's like write your goals and put them on the wall or you're on your desk and look at them every day. I don't think that that works if you don't really implement them, if you don't really take any actions. So I absolutely love doing this if they support you in your idea where you want to go in a month, a year or five years, Mm -hmm. because I love the uh, Tony Robbins uh, line. We underestimate what we can do in a decade, but we overestimate what we can do in a year. So these little goals and putting on a desk, is just something which if you're not motivated and you don't stick to this motivation, it's just not going to work. So that's why I prefer the big life vision goal instead of just the simple goals on a a piece of paper. The second thing about, (laughs) yeah, tell me. No, keep going, keep going. Okay. The second thing about goals is that people need to learn that there's no glass ceiling the bigger, the braver the goal is, the more scarier uh, it is, the more likely you will um, work on it. You will be inspired to get there because it's actual, when you create these big dreams, there is a specific moment and state of mind when uh, we work on these dreams, right? It's not like, oh, just now let's make a dream. No, it's not, it doesn't work really like that. So whenever you are in this specific state, you open um, your imagination and this goal is coming literally from your soul because you're so free from every conscious um, circumstances at the moment pain emotions problems business life kids family you just detach yourself for a second and you start dreaming and this is where your true you your your true yourself connect with you and give you idea where you want to go so dreaming big it's amazing and not so many people uh, do it. They're just afraid of being out of the box, mm-hmm, thinking mm-hmm. out of the box, dreaming out of the box. So that's my second tip. Like people are just thinking so small. Um, they, they don't want to play big, unfortunately. And the third thing about goals, I believe, is the way you set the goals. A lot of people are telling, I want to be a millionaire maybe by in five years i want to be something so they put themselves in um, the driving position which is great but they don't actually do it in the goals so they put just random numbers they're not very specific on the line Mm -hmm. and there is techniques and little exercises where you learn how to move your wish list to a goal list, to a formation list, you know, which really makes the difference. Because the way you said it, your thoughts 
drive your feelings, your feelings drive your actions, and your actions drive your results. And this is the absolutely key when you are, we're talking about goals. Fantastic. It's, it's everything that we believe and teach, you just kind of, you know, really summarize in that. So, I, I mean, I love it. You're preaching to the choir here, Ilyana. But I, what I want to do is I want to, I want you to pretend for a moment that you're working with me mm-hmm. and we're working on a goal setting exercise. And okay. I put out a goal of, I, I'm not sure what, that doesn't matter. But uh, you asked me to bring out the big goals. And then I say, yeah, but I, I, I don't know how I would get there. Right. That glass ceiling, those fears, those people are thinking too small. How do you give me a couple of things that you would, you know, real brief, because there's no way we can do all of that in this conversation. But what would be one or two little things that you could teach somebody right now to help them break through that glass ceiling of fear and limiting belief? So um in my coaching, we do a couple of things, and I think they're extremely important when we're talking about goals. We work on mindset and learning about yourself first. So mindset is really supporting you break the limited beliefs, even the little ones. How to put it this way? You don't really realize what limitings you have because you've been living with them for 10, 20, 30, 40 years already. And you need the outsider's perspective to show you that there might be a chance things to happen different way, things to happen easily, things to happen smoothly, more efficiently. So that's the first thing, the mindset, it's where we work on. And the second thing is you need to know yourself. So everybody has a belief system but everybody has values and everybody has rules. And I'm not going to get in details here, but once you nail down your values, your rules and your beliefs, and you align yourself with the big goal, this is where you get the creativity to move forward and reverse engineering and making um, to structure weeks or months or years, how to execute this specific goal. Awesome. So, And now when you're working, you know, when you're working on mindset and clarity with clients, what do you think are three of the, well, give me one or two. What are the biggest roadblocks that people give you back when you're working with somebody and you know, you can tell that there's more there. They're just not giving you all of their stuff. What are some of the big roadblocks that hold people back from kind of making that next step? I love this question. Absolutely. Because it's so common. Uh, for people to see some blocks here and there. And I even have stuff like that, which I'm still working on it. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, the mindset when you get there is like lifelong adventure. It's not just one day or one month. But I figured it out that a lot of people don't believe in themselves. And that's the biggest, the biggest, biggest, biggest block they can ever have in their life. The second biggest is if they believe in themselves, they feel that they're not enough. So confidence doesn't really have, uh, it's not equal with uh, being enough. So being enough, it's way more deeper. And whenever you don't feel it, that you are ready to execute, you're ready to get there. This, it doesn't matter how confident you are. It doesn't matter how much support you have. You sabotage yourself. So that was the second thing, like self-sabotaging, like not feeling enough is like a big limited belief. So I, I want to explore that a little bit because I, I agree with you. These are Those are two of the biggest challenges we all face. I That's still the thing that I work on for me personally mm-hmm. the most all the time. So for you, let's talk about it this way. What do you do for yourself to work through those? Because no matter where we are in the mindset journey, we all have more to go, all of us. And so what, what specific mm-hmm. things do you do for yourself to help move through those, those uh, don't believe in yourself, those self-limiting beliefs? What kind of things do you work on yourself? For me personally, I don't believe in myself. It's not really a factor because as I told you, my family really support me through my childhood where the belief system is actually born. Um, To be very confident, to to think that I can do everything I want. But I've been really working on my I'm not enough uh, limited belief because whenever you are new in something, whatever, you don't have the experience. Even moving to a different country is a completely different experience. You need to 
start from somewhere not mm-hmm. only for work but you can start you can find a place to live you need to find where is the closest store you know s- simple daily tasks so you need to start from there and step by step they build your confidence my second year in america barely speaking english with so much background english learning in bulgaria the first two months i was walking around to find a job and it was so difficult because i didn't believe in myself that i'm enough I believe that I can go there. So I show up. I'm confident to show up. And then I self-sabotage myself because I was stepping back. And people were, um, okay, sure, we'll call you. And they never call, of course. So being not enough is very specific for everybody in what area exactly you are lacking of this confidence. And once you have this area, I have a little system how I, uh, if you don't mind, like just a few minutes to tell you how I just... Uh, work on this being not enough or any limited belief you have. So the first thing which I absolutely find amazing is um, when you have a thought in your mind, because it's not always so clear you're not enough. It's a mother thought, like you cannot do this, you cannot talk to these people, you cannot help this person. This person has a bigger drama than than you in your life. So all of these are these negative talks which shows you you're not enough, you're not capable, you cannot do this. And uh, the first thing I love to say is like, uh, that's not true, loud. So, so normal, like I'm talking with somebody else, but I'm talking to myself. That's not true. And then your brain starts considering, oh, is that not true? If it's not true, what's true? So this is where you support your brain, start looking for evidences what could be true. I have experience, I've been helping so many people, I can speak English, I make it through um, my American dream in four years than in 10 some people. You know, like you need to open up and then you start looking for these evidences. Once you have the evidence, you create the new thought. You can help this person. You don't have to have the drama to understand him. Uh, to be empathetic to him and actually support him in the journey because you have the tactics, you have the knowledge. And once you have this positive line, you just repeat it to yourself one more time. So you embed it in your brain. And it's so funny when you say that fast, but actually works. You just need to try it and open yourself to see what if it's not true. That's not useful what I'm thinking, how to change it. That's fantastic. We teach very similar things in different ways. So this has been great. I actually wrote that down and I put a big square around it. That's not true. What a wonderful way to reset your thinking process. When you catch yourself saying something that doesn't serve you out loud, that's not true. That's an instant reset to your brain. So powerful. That's fantastic. Was this process obvious for you or, or did you kind of stumble on this process or is it something that just came naturally to you? How did it? How did this process of, of understanding mindset, you know, how would how tell me about that process? So to be honest, I didn't invent the hot water or electricity for sure. <laughs> but uh, before I actually figured out how I'm doing it, somehow unconsciously I've been doing this to prevent myself of self sabotaging. But working with coaches, because I have coaches for sure, for different areas in my life, even before for mindset, and I read a lot of books, it's helped you kind of uncover a little bit, but it's never enough. Like, as I told you, like we've been living with this for so many years, so we don't really understand ourselves completely until outside force, and that's uh, it's not necessary to be coached, but it could be a friend, family, people you just met uh, on an event or a book or audio, like right now, like a podcast or audio book. You just listen and something click in your brain. So um, I really enjoy uh, learning about awareness and I'm very big about this, which is similar to mindset, but it's more profound because awareness just gives you tactics while mindset is very broad and bring you a lot of information and people get so confused nailing down what exactly to do because there's so much sources of information out there and they're for free and you don't have the structure how to actually implement it in your life. Mm. So awareness for me, it's actually doing absolutely the opposite. When we speak about awareness, it's give you 
little hints here and there what to do and how to change uh, your life and of course support other people and how to understand them better and uh, this is where when I was uh, studying about awareness all of this information came to me and I realized that I've been doing this not all the time of course but sometime on an unconscious level and because I already had this in my mind I just make it obvious and once your brain sees it, you cannot unsee it. It's the same way that not useful, not working for me words. When you say it a couple of times to yourself, your brain will working like a fast machine because I already know what you expect from, um, from it. Wonderful. And that's why I really enjoy the awareness. So I, I need to dig a little deeper into that because I've never really heard anyone kind of explain that concept that way. So so what do you mean by awareness? Awareness for me personally, it's understanding the mindset, understanding the way your brain really, how your brain works and give signals pain that you can change it. Because with the mindset, you're saying, I need to do this, this way, this way but your brain doesn't know when exactly you are stopping doing something positive and moving to the negative state. So this is where uh, awareness shows up for me personally. It's like, hey, you've been so happy and this is, this is not the same feeling anymore. That's where the awareness, your brain is asking like, what happened? What made you feel this way? And I ask myself, before consciously, now unconsciously, many questions to understand why I move from very happy to overwhelmed, for extremely peaceful and grateful to bored and maybe disappointed. It really depends on the emotion. But the awareness is teaching my brain specific state of minds I want to operate in. And um, the moment we transition to the negative state of mind, why is this is happening? So it's on a conscious level, I start asking this questions that's how the awareness shows up your brain is like used to have this positivity and then this negativity and start like looking for questions and ideas why this is happening and when you bring it to your conscious mind this is where you start helping your brain transition back to positivity to a gratefulness to peace calm and happiness fantastic so i, I that was a lot but I, I, you've mentioned something, you made one statement that I think so many people go through. And I want to just get your thoughts on this a little bit. You mentioned that, that transition from happiness to overwhelmed. I think that when, whenever people decide that they want to make some kind of change in their life, whether that be business or finances or health or relationship, the first thing that happens is there's so many things that we become overwhelmed. So we go from making the decision to do something and then we become overwhelmed at the decision. So how do you help people through that phase or how have you helped yourself kind of deal with the overwhelm? So I will put it this way, overwhelmed, it's absolutely normal uh, emotion we can have. And it's uh, coming to us because we don't have clarity. <laughs> and that's absolutely something which I believe whenever you're clear what you want to go, you're going to structure your day, your week or month or your business or your idea even. Like it doesn't matter how big or small you are in the moment and on what stage of the business you are or life. But without the clarity, overall, it's inevitable. It's going to be there all the way through and you need to learn how to deal with this. I want to back up it with, you said, challenges coming your way. I am absolutely in love with every challenging uh, challenges all the challenges coming my way because when you go through challenges you grow it doesn't matter what's the outcome of this challenge you just grow and it's impossible to not grow it doesn't matter it's a, a possibility you which you take or something you fail because for me failure doesn't exist and failure is just a le lesson learned and if you don't learn it, it's going to come back to you. That's how life works. Like you need to learn the lessons. And from there, you need to work on yourself getting better. So overwhelming, it's very typical in a moment. And I don't really get overwhelmed, especially lately, because I'm very clear what I need to do today. But other feelings like I didn't do enough, 
Like I'm not there whenever I want to be are coming my way. That's normal. Uh, but avoiding overwhelming, it's going to support you move faster. And you can only avoid it when you tell yourself that you cannot finish everything in one day. Nothing's changing or happening in a week or a month. It takes a longer process. You just need to trust the process. The moment when the overwhelm is really showing up in your life, just slow down. I love to meditate for 10 minutes. There are amazing uh, guided meditations in uh, YouTube. If you don't know how to really do it, they're for beginners, for advanced as well, or do something you really enjoy. For example, I like to dance, so I'm going to a song which is very inspiring and make me happy. And I'm going to just let my brain a little bit detach from the overwhelming situation for five minutes. It's that simple. And when you're back with this new energy, you just need to ask yourself why I really feel this way, what really happened and how I can change it. So you write, take a pen and paper and write down every idea coming your way. And uh, very fast in five minutes, you will know what you need to do and just avoid these overwhelming feelings coming your way. Fantastic. Great tips. Um, I got some interesting questions I want to ask you just to get a little bit more of an idea of who Ilyana really is. Uh, and this this question might, I'm interested to see how this goes because uh, of your multinational background. What what would you say are your three favorite songs? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really interesting question because I'm not a very music orientated person but i love dancing so it's kind of weird situation um i definitely love the song i think it's bruno mars i'm happy um, mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. happy i'm not sure what's the name exactly um it's not exactly song but it's uh, a piano instrument show it's like meditate meditating um version of song uh, because I love piano to I think it's Alexander but I don't really know his name I have it saved on my playlist <laughs> but it's just this amazing piano which is going slow and then has a pickup and then goes slow and it's just play with your nerves play with your emotions and it's amazing and I can send you a link so you can hear it you probably know it is very very famous and um and the last song, which I don't know the name, uh, I listened to it the other day. It's super famous song. I'm just not well with name of actors, books, or <laughs> that's not my thing. But basically, it's saying like you can do everything, just jump. It's oh. a very famous one lately. It was all over uh, <laughs> the mm -hmm. internet space, but you can do it, just jump, something like that. And that's the three which I really like. And it's a shame of me. I don't know the names. <laughs> well, that's awesome because it gives us a little insight on on that. And you know, a lot of that, those a lot of that music will have connections beyond our conscious into our unconscious mind because it triggers something deeper. So that's fantastic. Um, what would you say your favorite word is? Limitless. Limitless. Oh, that's a great word. Why? <laughs> Tell me about that. Why is that your favorite word? Um. First of all, I've been always very independent ever since I was, I don't know, first grade at school, like a very young age, because my mom wasn't at home. She was working so much to provide me um, everything which I had right now and the support also. So she was kind of uh, lacking present in my very young childhood. And over there, I learned that if I want something from life, I need to go and get it. And it might be hard. Don't give up. You can have it. And that's how my life just structure. You can really rely on um, anybody else. Even if you did that at the beginning when you were a kid or teenager or young adult, at some point your parents won't be there. So you need to be capable of believing in yourself and go get it. Uh, so this is where the independence come at the beginning. But then when I moved to America, with all the opportunities, all the new ideas, all the tech, all the uh, my travels. I travel five to seven countries each year. Just give me the broad version of, oh, like life is so big. Life is so amazing. Life is so happy. And it's kind of limitless. You can have everything. So go out there and explore as much you can, live as much you can, enjoy as much you can, because that's why we are here, right? We're here to enjoy life the best possible way. 
And because these unlimited sources, opportunities, um, you can even put uh, partnerships, friendships, ideas. For me, it's just limitless. And when you adopt this perspective that everything's limitless and you have unlimited source of everything uh, on your uh, disposal even, you can open your mind for so much creativity and opportunities just to see them. because. Some people, they have them still in their life, but when you're not capable to see them, it's just impossible to bring them into your life. So there was an amazing lesson which I learned from my, my first boss in this um, um, event planning company in Bulgaria you mentioned earlier. He told me, and he was amazing, he was like, you're like my young version, but in a female, <laughs> um, in a female, right? And I absolutely love to guide you so he made me manager in like six months, which was amazing. And I strongly appreciate that. But he told me something really profound. I don't know if in English it's going to be translated like that. I'm not that into the idioms, but it's, it says the bird land on your shoulder many times, many, many times. But to be able to see it, you need to be grown enough, not as an age, not as a money, not as a but as a mindset to be able to click with the bird and the opportunity, you need to be able to see it. Wonderful. And I, I just absolutely love it. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear that in Bulgarian, but maybe not right now. <laughs> Pardon me. So um, tell me something. Well, let me ask you this. If heaven exists, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say about you when you arrive at the pearly gates? That's <laughs> that's crazy question because I'm not extremely attached to God mm-hmm. um, and believe in this. I actually, uh, everybody has the right to believe in everything they want, but I believe more in universe, mm-hmm. soul, uh, energy, and uh, stuff like that. Uh, but when I was a kid and I'm such a crazy kid in general, I was telling that I don't want to go to heaven. (laughs) I'm going to go. That's a joke, but guys don't take it personally. (laughs) I wanted to go to the, to the hell because, uh, I won't, I'm going to be the devil's wife. (laughs) Oh my. I'm so special. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So that was when I was a teenager, very young. And my family, like, we go to church with all the tradition, but it was just a joke. And um, when we talk about hell, I came with what H-E-L-L means. (laughs) So this is something which I use now in my business. And hell for me, it's uh, helping entrepreneurs live limitless. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. (laughs) I'm so So glad I asked you that question. So let's go back to your question. This is just a little backup. But when I go in heaven, I want God to say to me, she is the perfect example how you can live limitless and you can have everything you want and nobody, even you, stops you. And that's that's going to be the best outcome of my life. I love it. That's That's where the limitless came. that's, That's beautiful. Thank you very much. So let me ask you this. What's the, what's the most motiv- motivating event or thought you can remember? Something that, that moved you to make a big change. There are many events like that. Definitely my mom absence was a big one. So I was thinking uh, when I grow up and I have a family, I'm not going to be this type of mom. It's not because she's not amazing. No, she's super supportive all the time when I ask for something, I have it. And I had it as well. Even now, like 30 years old, she's always behind me and she's always calling me and asking me, am I okay? Do I need anything? Uh, When I believe that now is the time to me to give to my family, but she keeps treating me like a kid, right? And that's we always will be, the kids for our parents. So that was the one thing, but something really big happened when I came here in America and I told you I didn't believe that I deserve more because I don't have the American uh, accent, name, education, a lifestyle, experience, uh, knowing the idioms and all of these slangs they use in their life. I didn't understand them. And then I wanted to be a server because um, 
where I used to live was a very expensive place. So you need to work so much. So the first eight months, I've been working 16 hours every single day. There's no day off and uh, no family, no friends. And it was pretty stressful. And my way of going through this process was going out and dancing. Dancing and traveling are my two hobbies, which I absolutely love. And they just are stress relievers for me. Now I have different hobbies, um, but these are still over there, uh, which I use in a shorter version, in a more calm version to use as a stress relief. But these two, I just, I just saw them as opportunity and I was always late night in the club dancing. Uh, I don't drink or I don't eat alcohol or any drugs or anything. I've never did because my energy is so much. I need to just release it mm. and use it to make myself happy so i came here and for the six uh, first six months they made me a food runner and there's nothing bad but i have the confidence that i deserve more right and i've never been a server in bulgaria so i didn't really know what is it and how it's work uh so being here struggling the first month i was okay they don't have open position so i'm understanding and i asked my manager what do you want me to do and he was like you need to know the menu perfectly in less than a week everybody was coming to me to ask me questions about the menu because i was that knowledgeable i can go behind the line and just cook for everybody i knew everything every temperature every ingredient every spices they have every allergy and I was like, cool, I'm good. Let's do it. Month and a half. I'm here. Let's, let's become a server. He was like, you need to know all the drinks. Do you know that? And I was like, I don't drink alcohol. Like when I drink, I have a stomach ache. So I've never drink in my life, especially American alcohol. And he was like, no, you need to know. So he put me on a testing of all the beers. And after the third sip, just a sip, I like, I was ready to puke. I was feeling bad. I didn't feel well at all. And he was like, without knowing the drinks, that's what he wanted. Without knowing this, you're not becoming a server. And I was like, okay. So I pushed myself. I learned the drinks. I knew the menu. And I made up favorite cocktail. Cause like, mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> and um, six months passed. And I was like, okay, I'm understanding. You don't have the time. You don't have the position. Like what we are doing. And he was telling me that was on... February, I think uh, that was on actually end of my, uh, April. I'm sorry, eighth of April. Uh, I'm sorry, eighth of January, and uh, he was telling me about the summer season that he doesn't know, and I was okay. And that was kind of testing day for servers, like uh, he was training me, and I was like, tell me how I can quit because I'm done with this. Like, uh, I don't really tolerate bullshit, and I'm not tolerate anybody treating me this way because I'm foreign, and I'm leaving. And he was like, okay, uh, you can do two weeks notice in America. I was like, I don't know how it works, written or, or verbal or message. What do you prefer? Actually, at the same moment, I I write it down on a paper. I just hand it to him. And that was the first really big, profound moment in my life where I realized when you say it loud, what you want, and you don't tolerate anything less, things will happen. Hmm. Seven, seven hours later, I've been promoted to a server, which started literally the next day, which was on Monday or something like that, with the schedule with I want only the days which I want the way I want it. <laughs> and I was like, that's magical so this experience in my life this event where maybe he was making me feeling that i'm not enough that i don't deserve it i'm foreign and i embedded these limited beliefs and the next moment prove like i am enough i did everything i know the menu i know you know this is not very good example but it's part of my history mm -hmm. so i don't know the menu i know the drinks everybody's coming to me and he knows it to ask me me question how they serve just doesn't make sense i need to be capable of doing this so i want this and i'm ready to leave everything and go to a place where people treat me well and respect my knowledge and experience and literally seven hours later that was one of the fastest <laughs> evidence i ever had in my life i everything's turned on my rules, on my own schedule, on my, <laughs> you know, um, desires and wishes. And I was like, you need to speak up what you want and don't really accept less. I love it. 
That's very mm-hmm. profound. That that last sentence really brings it together. So, what one thing would you want my listeners to do today? I want them to open their eyes for opportunities. And as I said, sometimes you need the outsider perspective to tell you how great you are because you don't believe it. Sometimes you need to the outsider perspective to show you your life as it is, not emotional and filled with problems and um, worriness. Because like we are so into our lives. We're so into our little world. So reach out to a friend. If you don't want a coach or if you don't want a mentor, you don't have to. But you can reach out to a friend and ask them, tell me honestly and just ask your question. And they're going to give them their perspective and that's enough just to start. And whenever you are ready, I never had a change in my life which I reached by myself. It's always with somebody who is professional in uh, this specific industry. It could be coaching and mindset. It could be marketing and sales. It could be anything you want or different skill. So I never had really reach anything without outside help. And I truly believe that when you do the step to invest in yourself, you invest in your future. You invest mm. in better life where you can live limitless. I love it. Fantastic. Yana, it's been absolutely a joy having you on the show. I've got you know almost a full page of little scratchy notes here. So there's good stuff that I'm going to bring into my life. And I hope that my listeners take some of the ideas here. Uh, you know, <laughs> simple things like that's not true, no glass ceiling, and how to move from uh, happy, how to move away from overwhelm when it happens to you. Uh, There was so much good teaching there. Um, Where can my listeners find you, Ilyana? Where's the best place to connect with you? So I'm really all over the social media, but I personally prefer LinkedIn because like I found that this is the professional um, platform where we all need to be as an entrepreneur and business owners. So I really enjoy LinkedIn the best, but otherwise you can definitely find me everywhere. Okay. And, and the, uh, your username or your link on LinkedIn would be Ilyana Pavlova. If they search your name, you should pop up. It will if you type it correct. <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure that I'll make sure that the links are in the show notes so people can get it. But, uh, you know, Go find Eliana. She's absolutely a joy to listen to and a joy to have be around. Um, I've enjoyed our time today, Eliana. Thank you very much for being on that Motivational Guy podcast. And for my listeners today, I hope that you go out and make today a fantastic day and remember that you got this. Thanks, guys. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to that Motivational Guy podcast. I hope you got some value from this. Uh, as my thanks to you, please accept a free gift from us. Go to thatmotivationalguy.com slash change and download a free webinar course that my wife Vanessa and I did on how to change anything in your life. Anything. No strings attached. Don't even have to enter an email address to get the course. It's just our gift and our thanks from us to you. If after going through the course you do get something from it you'll have a chance to subscribe to more good stuff at that point in time but only after we've proven that there's some value for it again thanks so much for listening please subscribe rate and review pretty please and then go out and make it a fantastic day